Hey guys, Murray Valeriano of the Road Stories Podcast again. Oh no, you're saying not another 15-minute babble session like we did last week. We had to listen to a maybe, maybe drunk Murray talk about uh, himself for 15 minutes before we got to uh, Steve Trevino and uh, Jesus Trejo. Well, I promise it won't be 15 minutes this time. I just wanted to, I want to take this moment because today I'm recording from the All Things Comedy uh, uh, studio and uh, I got a great guest. I'm really excited to have him on there. Um I don't know why I'm trying to make it a surprise. It already says so on your iPod or your iTunes. So surprise, it's out magical. Um, I just want to say thanks to you guys, the Road Stories listeners, for um, uh, especially for for a emails on on the on the at new album saying how much you enjoyed it, um, reviews on the new album saying how much you enjoyed it because you guys are the you guys were the ones I was worried about because I would say. I don't know, 75% of you know me from the podcast and like 25% know me from stand-up. So um, I know uh, you guys knew me, you know, you knew me as a podcast. You didn't, you didn't know me as, for stand-up. I mean, a bunch of you eventually came out and saw me during, you know, when I was on the road and stuff. So it was you guys I was worried about. You, It was you guys I wanted to impress because um, I didn't want you to be like, well, this podcast is good, but it kind of blows the stand-up. So uh I thank you a lot for um, all your emails and, and your reviews. And um, I know it was a long time coming. My my <laughs> my comedy album was like the Chinese democracy uh, of comedy albums. Just you know, seventeen years in the waiting, and it'll never be as good as the hype. But uh, it turns out it might be. Um, so thanks a lot. And uh, again, uh, if you haven't written a review on iTunes uh, on the on the album, please do so. Uh, they're awesome, and I will be picking one this week. From last from last week, I think there's been a few up since I made the last announcement. So I'm gonna wait a couple more, and then I will pick one of those, and I will send you a T-shirt and uh, a Road Stories T-shirt, and perhaps a Road Stories mug. And now that I'm here at Road Stories, uh, now I'm here at the uh, not Road Stories mug, an All Things Comedy mug. Now that I'm here at the All Things Comedy studio, maybe I can pick up some All Things Comedy swag and uh, send that out to you also. So again, I really appreciate it, and uh, thanks again, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. Trunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more, missing merch. Drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. <laughs> we can. Good job I, keeping the mics clean. There, the, the, you know what? Where was I the other night? Where? Oh, Irvine Improv. And for some reason, I raised the mic really close to my mouth, and I got a whiff of the mic. They're not cleaning them in, in most places. And that was, and that's what that club's been open six months, and it already stinks like a dead person. Oh, it it's the new Irvine Improv. Yeah, the new Irvine Improv down there. The where open. Where is it now? Same, like it's still in the Irvine Spectrum. Yeah, but it's on the other side, and it's like five hundred seats. Wow. It's ridiculously huge. It's ridiculously huge. What was it before? It seemed like it was 500 seats. Not like 300, before. probably. Oh, okay. 280. 300 if you're not a fire marshal, I think is <laughs> yeah. how it goes. Uh, thanks for tuning to the Road Stories Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network. As a matter of fact, we are in the All Things Comedy Network. Right now, we're at the... Have I, Mike, have I done an episode here? Not yet? Really? Wow. I've done tons here, just not my own. Huh, look at that. So yeah. this is great. I'm glad to be here with the show. And uh, I know a lot of listeners support All Things Comedy. Um, my mom, believe it or not, um, we'll get to my guest in a second. Feel free to chime in if you'd like, Al. Uh, my mom donated money to All Things Comedy when you're raising money for this studio and got a mug. My mom. Fantastic. My mom, who hasn't said congratulations on the new album that's been out two weeks. <laughs> my mom, who's come to see me once perform stand-up never listens to the show but for some reason thought it would be a uh, motherly duty to support the network that i appreciate supports it. it's a quality mug that's <laughs> what she got she got something maybe she was looking for this stuff i mean we uh, have a t-shirt that's very wearable i'm actually rocking it right oh you now. are you know what i don't think i have an all things oh no t-shirt. it's good sure yeah quality so that's it's, it's from estoy merchandise right estoy merchandise yes we got to plug them they they do our pot uh, our uh Merchandise also. So cool. yeah, they're great. He's great. And he sent out the mugs to my mom. <laughs> sent the mugs to your mom. We are that whole process of the fundraiser was a total shit show. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, real quick, let's find out who's talking about a shit show. Uh, since I figure since I'm at All Things Comedy, why not uh, have one of the, the, the one and a half of the brain behind All Things Comedy, the left side of the brain, I think. I don't know which is yeah. which is creative and which is uh, the other one. <laughs> which, was it left or right? I, I forget. Agree. Al Madrigal. Hey. Joy, finally, I, I've dropped the ball several times on having you on the show, so I apologize. Well, I, yeah, I, and I have... Uh, yeah, taken on way too much, so yeah. I'm difficult to track down. But I'm glad we finally, and it doesn't hurt that uh, I'm here to sign some things as well. Oh, that's, perfect. That's perfect. Oh, that's great. Yeah, but in, I... in terms of road stories, mm-hmm. I have been on the road for quite some time. So I started headlining in 2004 mm-hmm. and have... Um, Nine years? No, that's 11 years ago. Yeah. Wow. It just seems like yesterday. Sure. Right? Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, 11 hard, hard years. And then what happens to me is I get so distracted with TV work mm-hmm. that I don't focus on my act enough and I go out in spurts. But right now I'm in this run of actually working on stand-up. Oh, great. And, uh, you heading out? Yeah, I've been out, and but I'm going to, I've got San Francisco uh, Cobb's Comedy Club on Memorial Day weekend. I've got the Ice House the weekend following that. I've got Up Comedy Club in Chicago the weekend following that, just oh, Thursday, great. Friday. And then I try not to go heavy, and July and August are always bad. Right. Oh, yeah. It's because always people are vacationing. Out. Yeah, sure. And yeah. And then, um, and then I'll pick back up again, hopefully special, new special. In oh great! Fall. Was the last one? Why is the rabbit crying? Was the that last, your last one? Yeah, exactly. It's why is the rabbit crying? Right? Yeah, yeah. It's great. I think it's on Netflix, is it? I don't know. It was a Comedy Central thing, so I'm not sure. If okay, uh, I guess maybe I saw it on Comedy Central then. Yeah, possibly. So I've been on the road ever since. I featured for a very small amount of time. I assume that all of your listeners are savvy enough to know that there's the opener, feature spot, and the, sure. the headliner. And I featured for one year and then got bumped up to headliner. Really. Yeah. That's really fast. No, it was because I had a TV show. Oh, okay. I was supposed to be the lead of a TV show. And then I had um, a weird experience. I was working, featuring for Mitch Hedberg. Mm-hmm. And the way that Mitch would, and I know this because I got to go on the road with him for an extended period of time, the way that people start to treat clubs, and this is as they should, mm-hmm. is that they're going to take weeks at clubs when they're, they're maybe close to a theater comic or a theater comic and they're going to work on new stuff for mm-hmm. the theater. So I caught Mitch in a time where he's doing all new stuff. He's okay. doing unproven, working on the jokes to get them ready to take out. Sure. And I'm a young San Francisco-ish, you know, I didn't say young, I started when I was 28, but I'm, you know. Youngish. Youngish <laughs> in terms of my comedy experience. So I'm doing my best 25. I'm Right, of course doing that yeah yeah and uh people saw me that were friends of uh jeff wills who is mm-hmm. and, uh, now the vice president of comedy for live nation and he um gave me a week headlining right after that oh nice where was that now my first week was at uh the sacramento punchline december 19th to 23rd not the best weekend. <laughs> no, it's not. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible weekend. We always talk about ho- the holidays that are good to perform on, and Christmas holiday. Christmas week is not good. No, anything in December is horrible, because yeah. you have Christmas parties start in December. You see, you learn all of this. I'm still fucking up. I'm still making mistakes. Like, I had a week at the Arlington Draft House, and um, a week is two Two, two nights. nights. <laughs> but... Uh, Right on the Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao fight. Oh, but it, was, it went fine, right? And people did show up, which but I was talking to Tony Rock, and he said, "Yeah, I called the club I was working at immediately and canceled." When oh, really? F- that fight got announced. I canceled. Oh, wow, that was smart because I guess for Daily Show is a big draw for me. Mm-hmm. So when um, I think people, I guess, are not fight fans that are Daily Show. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. So I did fine. Right. But uh, Tony, I got, Tony Rock, maybe, no. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I got called open for Kevin Nealon like, kind of last minute, and I said I'd do it. And then I was like, oh, isn't there a big fight on tonight? Because I'm not a sports guy at sure, all. Sure, sure. And then I told him, I asked the manager, I'm like, isn't there a fight on tonight? He's like, yeah, there's a fight. There's a Clippers game. It's prom night. 
and something it was else. Super all Saturday, on... Super Sports Saturday. It was like uh, everything, all these storms coming together at the yeah, exact like the same perfect time. storms. So, are... how did Kevin Nealon fare? Well, yeah, good, good. I'd say it's yeah. three quarters. Yeah, three quarters full. So, what you was know. the club? Uh, it was Irvine Improv. That's where I sniffed the mic the other night. Irvine Improv. I've had. I got called. Let's start in some road stories. All right, let's get to it. I've got. Plenty. <laughs> we could well, do a whole three. I think, I think I see Al, Al Madrigal part three coming. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you my Irvine improv story. So I get first get down to L.A. and I get a call. It's they want Nick Griffin and me to go down, and they know that we're both feature acts, strong uh-huh. acts at the time. And this is again two thousand three, mm-hmm. two thousand early two thousand four. And Nick was still living out here. Nick was in L.A. Okay. And he was, uh, we want you to go support Andy Dick. <laughs> so Nick is my senior, but they know Andrew, Andy Dick just broke his collarbone. Uh-huh. And he, uh, we flipped a coin, but I won, but I said, still said, you're my, you know, sure. I'm, your, I'm the junior comic here, Nick. You feature, I'll host. So I do 25 minutes in the host spot, and we're supposed to do the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. I do 25 in the host spot. Nick comes on, does a half hour. No Andy Dick. Gets off stage. I go back up. I'm talking to Warren, the man. Wait, no Andy Dick? No Andy Dick. He's not. He's nowhere he's to not be found. There. Okay. So he goes, I need you to do more time. So I walk out. I'm the host. Mm-hmm. But he goes, this is exactly why we hired you guys. <laughs> I'm the host. I bust out. Another twenty five. Right. I've done I think I even did a half hour after Nick's half hour. Uh huh. So, so you're looking the, at an hour and a half. As the almost. host, I have done fifty five minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just long for a headline. And I've done fifty five as own. So people it's packed. Yeah. Andy Dick is here, okay. Andy Dick's here. I get a note on stage. When you get a note on stage, it means so there's a guest spot. Great. Guest right. spot. And I think you're gonna bring up I think it might have been his son, who's a very nice guy, Lucas Dick. Oh, yeah, of course. But I go, okay, ladies and I have no idea who the fucking he is. So I said, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a uh, special guest. I'm a professional. I'm <laughs> yeah, a professional sure. comedian, an entertainer. I go, <laughs> you're in for a special treat. Now, this doesn't happen too often, but when it does, you should be excited about it because we have a special guest coming up. I go, ladies and gentlemen, this guy's going to be hilarious. Big round of applause. Whatever, whoever the fuck it was. Comes up, I put my hand out mm-hmm. to shake it. Doesn't shake my hand. Walks up on stage. Dick move, right there. Dick Bo- move. Dick move for a comic. For, for, yes. Then I'm pissed. Like, I have, <laughs> I have, yeah, a couple other stories will come up. I got rage issues. Oh like, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll kill All somebody. Right. I've threatened so many people. It's ridiculous. Is it that Latin audiences. blood? Yeah, I guess so. I I don't know what it is. It's a problem with me. <laughs> uh, so. I'm pissed. Don't put my hand out. You don't shake it. Yeah. And then he goes, I don't know why that guy said it was going to be funny. I'm just going to play a couple songs. And I said, I was just livid. I look at Nick. I'm like, I said you're going to be fucking funny because we're in a comedy club, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I am just furious. <laughs> so then I understand Andy is, well, the reason why they were concerned is he had just broken his collarbone mm-hmm. and he's on Oxycontins. Oh, Okay. So he bought, he got everything in the green room, uh, all the food off the menu. He said, bring it all. Mm-hmm. And looked at the manager in the face, Warren, and threw it all in the trash in front of him. Oh, man. Crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And then I hear this, and Warren is this old improv manager mm-hmm. that's just, is just as pissed as I am. And I start, and then Andy eventually goes on stage. He's trying to do a tenacious D thing that's going horribly wrong. And he joins the guitar player on stage? He has a band and a film crew, and it's just oh, okay. a disaster. I miss this period in Andy's life. Uh, not a good stand-up in yeah. the first place. More of like an alternative sketch performer. Right. That, uh, right? Right. A, a actor? Yeah, yeah. But stand-up comedian? No. 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 Definitely in the alternative, sketchy yes. kind of character performance. Scene. Someone I recommend you go pay and money and see? Absolutely fucking not. And don't <laughs> <laughs> save your money. So he um, goes up on stage. I've never seen more people walk out of a show. Really? I've never, to this day. Yeah. Well, and a couple of close ones. But uh, <laughs> a flood of people just mm-hmm. walking by me, walking by me. And I look at Warren, I'm like, I now I've got, this is one out of five. And I looked at Warren, I go, hey, Warren, 
I quit. <laughs> I go, I've never walked away from anything. Like, uh, I go, I'm done. He goes, Al, can't blame you. See you later. <laughs> like, I'll see you next time. <laughs> like that, and they just let me walk away. I think Nick stuck it out. Or you know what they did is they fired him after that. Oh, they fired Andy? They fired Andy. They yeah. said, don't come back. Oh, all right. And they canceled his entire week and then refunded everybody's money and just took a wash. Oh, man. This is, I've known Andy off and on for a long time, and this is every time I see Andy. Hey, Andy, what's up? <gasps> hey, I know you. And then he doesn't remember my name. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> if you do that to me. I know, right? Fucking dead. Stop saying hi to him. Don't yeah. even look at that. I don't anymore. Yeah, now yeah. I just walk by and give him the nod. Don't <sighs> even give him the fucking nod. Fuck off. Like, yeah, I hope you fucking die. I don't have rage because I can't back it up. Oh. <laughs> I've never been in a fight. I think people see crazy. Oh, you get the crazy in the eyes? I guess so. I don't yeah. know what it is, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever got into a, you ever got into a fight with another comedian? Uh, shit, I've, uh, arguments, yeah, I've, okay. I've told people to fuck off plenty. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they screwing you over? Or? I thought, uh, I heard I, somebody did my joke on a Tonight Show couch, and I called them out. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And, you know, to this day, I we, we talked about it, but, I mean, I, I, I challenged him. I, yeah? In front of, he was with a big entourage, like 15 people, and I said, uh, they were going to go up on stage and then uh, they were going up to uh, it. We were in this TV show together mm-hmm. in uh, Toronto. And I, and what's the problem, man? How can we talked about it? But I still don't like him. Right, right. I don't know. I think he's a good stand up. Now, was it purposeful or was it just kind of look, riff, look, riffing? You know what? And... The, no, 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 no. We all look, there's a lot of similar thought out there when it comes to like thievery that's sure. going on. And so uh, people are going there's material that's just sitting out there that a lot of very similar stuff they say everything's always been done before and so you know in terms of different styles and guys that would be considered hacky and prop mm-hmm. comics and guitar comics like i don't give a shit about any of that i know what i like mm-hmm. and i'm a you know pretty snobby when it comes to it uh we it's all right. are yeah, a little I bit but i do is. appreciate all types mm-hmm. because it's just like music there's all types of music there's all types of stand-up i'm fine with that but the taking. Is that my, did I make that noise? I think you are. There's throat? some weird. These Maybe mics should, pick up everything. I, there's they do. Like some weird stomach stuff. I had going a weird on. throat thing going on right there. Sorry about that. So, anyway, it's I. The Starbucks um, coffee. I. <laughs> I Edit am that out, fine Mike. with it, but I just don't like people, you know, that obviously lift. And what you can do well, is sure. you can sit in the back of a comedy club. If anyone wants an act, this is no one will call you on it uh, because all you have to do is take premises. And rearrange the premises and riff on somebody else's show. But there's obviously, you know, an older comic can see a younger comic. Mm-hmm. Bill does this with me all the time. He goes, hey, you know, when uh, you're fi- you t- talk about firing people, that could be a whole fucking thing. You know, right, right. you need to blow that out. He told me a year ago that I needed to blow out and make this thing 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And because I've been so distracted, I was on this TV show, and she's like, ah, right. I'm just not working on it. But I finally did it. It's a whole fucking, just as he said right. a year ago, it's now the whole thing that he talked about is a whole 15, 20-minute mm-hmm. bit. The one thing I mentioned. So an older comic can always see a younger comic, and you can go to those open mics. I could go and sit in open mics and come on. I could have an hour in two weeks. I'm guaranteeing <laughs> right. you. It's like, and I think there's people that do do that. Uh-huh. So, but uh, in terms of the road, like I would go out and I would make you know two thousand dollars for Wednesday through Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how I was so, sort of supporting my family. And then I from there. I sort of got a little bit spoiled because I was getting almost like a thousand dollars a show to open for um, Mitch Hedberg, mm-hmm. Chappelle, and then I did Tosh mm-hmm. after that. And uh, those are pretty sweet gigs. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, the the Hedberg thing we did twenty five of them. It was a Comedy Central Stephen Lynch tour. Oh right, that we were on, and that was amazing. I sort of split those with Rob Cantrell. Oh, sure. Oh, we did a ton. He's a San Francisco guy, right? San Francisco dude. Okay. And we did a ton of those. Oh, um, awesome. So I was sort of out, um, you know, on these RV, you know, really looking to the stage manager saying, where are we right now? Sure, yeah, yeah. And he goes, you're the Congress Theater in Chicago. Hello, Congress <laughs> Theater in Chicago! RV, though. 
Oh, yeah. RV. We, I've done, yeah. you ever do a tour bus? I've did with Tosh. We did a big badass tour bus. Right. Don't you feel that, like a rock star in those? Oh, amazing. I love those. It was amazing. Like, we walked off stage, said goodnight, walked off stage, walked right in the bus, dinner was waiting. Oh, nice. <laughs> and we drove away. Oh. It was amazing. It was yeah. incredible. And it was just me, Daniel, two dogs, and uh, Andrew, the uh, tour, manager? tour manager. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. Road manager, yeah. Now, when we were talking before, you said, uh, is that, who's that a phone that I just hear? Yeah. Oh, it's upstairs? Oh, you got to soundproof this place. It yeah, is soundproof. <laughs> <laughs> what? Another Kickstarter. Soundproof All Things Comedy it's Studio. Mom, totally get another mug. Yeah, it's totally soundproof. <laughs> Oh, air conditioning ah. vents. Um, you mentioned you had like dis- like you were like the oasis of stand up. <laughs> we have like destroyed hotel room stories. You said I, earlier. I mean, with so I was Freddie. It's so funny. Me and Sebastian were Freddie Soto's sort of uh, some of his go to um, you know feature acts. Okay, well, it's funny you mentioned Freddie. We, met, we talked about Freddie last week because uh, Steve Trevino was on oh, the show and. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it interesting, Al? That is interesting. How oh, is that interesting? Of all people to bring up Freddie, that's uh, that is interesting. Did they have a falling out? No, they uh, they they were just both Carlos's guys, Carlos Mencia's guys, right? And um, yeah, that's funny that you mentioned it. So Freddie, yeah, Freddie was the best. But Freddie Fred- walked out on Carlos, right? He stopped touring with Carlos, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to bring that up with Steve. Yeah. I didn't know if there's any. Interesting stories there, <laughs> or not? <laughs> but yeah, that all goes back. I mean, I was very close with Freddie. We had kids see like uh, three weeks apart. Okay, I helped try to manage his estate after. Oh, he did. Estate. He had a thousand dollars in the bank when he died. Oh, that's what happens uh, as comedians. You know, he had a big, big deal with uh, I think the CW. Mm-hmm. Or UPN. That's how old this Oh, it was UPN. UPN deal for wow. the Freddy show called Freddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, people listening, this guy was going to be, there was George Lopez. If this guy's still alive, this guy's on TV a bunch. He was in Spanglish. He had a small part in sure. that. But this guy was a great comic actor, and he was a very, very funny comic. He wouldn't change his act too much, but he didn't have to because he could watch that same act over and over again. And die right. laughing. And super well-known. I mean, when he died, my brother-in-law in Florida said, hey, did you know this comedian, Freddie Soto, who died? And I'm like, Amazing. Yeah, I've known Freddie. You know, like, how do you know him? Like, I didn't, you know, he, he was much bigger. Because Freddie brought me, was the first person to bring me on stage at the comedy store. Wow. So he kind of took me a little bit under his wing early on. Um, so, yeah, he was, as a matter of fact, I'm going to put some clips on the Facebook page of Freddie, because I don't think we've given Freddie enough due on this show. Yeah, so yeah, he's an incredible comic. So yeah. we actually, my first f- cool, I guess a couple first full weeks of hosting were was Freddie's first week's headlining on the road. Mm-hmm. So we did San Francisco punchline back-to-back, and it went back-to-back with uh, Sacramento punchline. Mm-hmm. Two weeks straight became... Good buddies after that. I took him to a 49er game. Then he hung out with my whole family. Okay. He was yeah, over yeah. my house. My wife, who's, you know, his girlfriend at the time, is making him dinner. Mm-hmm. We completely hit it off. So we, uh, he came down to L.A. He brought me around the comedy store. He was at the improv, and people were like, what are you doing down here? Because like, <laughs> you're a store guy. So he would tour me all around Los uh-huh. Angeles, and we ended up having kids that were born two weeks apart, three weeks apart. So his daughter, Cruz, is... Uh, so anyway, I'm on the road with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went out big, and the reason, right, Freddie's no longer with us is he partied hard. Yeah, he went out big. And we went to Addison, the Addison Improv, Mm-hmm. And I think Pantera owns a strip club. We were at that <laughs> really? place. Really? Pantera yeah. owns a strip club? <laughs> we were at that place going big. I mean, eating breakfast mm-hmm. at the, the strip club. <laughs> you hadn't eaten. So you'd been there for seven hours. Right, right. You, you needed to go. So we were Are you just, still serving breakfast? <laughs> yeah. How are the pancakes? Do you like the pancakes? Just go. Like, that. we're going to talk about some specials. This omelet with the spinach. Where's, that, the, where's the omelet bar? Is that <laughs> Egg whites. <laughs> so 
super healthy at this trip. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, and that, that was, was a carbs. BYOB place after a while. We just, oh, really? A BYOB just, strip club? Uh, d- yes. That's intense. Disaster. Again, disaster. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember going into his room and looking in the mattress. was up against the wall. And I was like, Wow. Only Felipe Esparza. Have you had uh, him? On? No, I haven't had Felipe on. You got it. Yeah, Felipe that's what I hear. Because Felipe's tossed a room before. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and uh, you're getting my rock and my rock and roll youth all all sure. up right now, man. I remember walking in. So we were at the at the Addison Improv. They put you at the Marriott Residence Inn. Mm-hmm. And horrible place. Marriott Residence. I don't. know. I've never stayed at a Marriott Residence. I don't think. Yes, yeah, I'm a fan of the regular Marriotts. Kitchen. No, I'm not even a fan of those. But oh, really? The Marriott Residence is just like wayward businessman. You're like fighting a guy for a pancake. <laughs> the continental <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> breakfast starts at 6.30 and ends at 10 o'clock, and then there's always a guy there at 6.29, you know, with one of those <laughs> roller bags fucking <laughs> elbowing people out right. for a biscuit. That's why I eat breakfast at the strip clubs. Yeah. That's yeah, it's not a good yeah. breakfast. So. I've um I was on the road with him and then we on the road with Mitch mm-hmm. to do just you know I ha- definitely have had my share of going out and I love going out. I mean the, the Addison Improv they have this dueling pianos bar across the hall. Uh, we've mentioned this uh piano bar before. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You walk in, I remember walking in for the first time and I said, I'm going to buy everybody drinks. Mm -hmm. So I go, I need 13 shots of Jaeger and 13 Bud Lights. I like to keep it simple. (laughs) And so she goes, that'll be, I remember she's like, that'll be $37. I go, in that case, I need 26 (laughs) shots of Jaeger. I need more. Are you serious? Right, right. Okay. Like, and I have gotten just blotto in that place. Right. I remember doing like the Grateful Dead, you know, sort of spinning dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, I, I'll never forget this. Oh, right, San Francisco, huge, huh? Coming out in all huge, levels. Huge, hugely obese um, woman wearing sunglasses. This is the end of the night, last mm-hmm. call. Some super skinny, it's like Laurel and Hardy of. Uh, Addison Improv fat chicks are right. like are just just like drunk, just wasted. Yeah, yeah. And then a guy just fall down drunk, singing "I'm proud to be an American." Of course, and, it's a piano bar. Piano <laughs> <a> bar. <laughs> and I was doing this thing. We were just, and I was like, I had a flip video camera. I had gotta go back and find all this stuff. Oh, for sure. I was like, you hold it. Right on those people and watch what I did. So I would spin through. I'd come spinning through. I'd like fucking <laughs> spin through, spin back. And at that club, what they Addison Improv allowed me to do, and the staff, I love the staff at that club, but I want to go back. Um, my they do three shows on a Saturday, mm-hmm. seven, nine, and eleven. So it's I would night. record my nine o'clock. And lip sync the first twenty minutes. <laughs> you did not. Yes, really. <laughs> of the eleven o'clock, and it was so much more work. That right. I would sit in between shows. The staff watched it. They loved. They loved it so much. I've done it like four, three or four times. Right. I would listen back on headphones. Mm-hmm. They'd play the CD for me over and over and over, and I'd play it ten times mm-hmm. that first fifteen minutes, first fifteen minutes, and just nail it. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'd have every the piano bar guys would come over right. and they're like, Al's lip syncing his show. <laughs> and the people in the audience, I would do crowd work from the second show. Really? In the third show. Really? So I'd point down, I'd go, Nice pants, sir. Like, <laughs> thanks, you know, thanks for dressing up. I really do confront the audience yeah. more than most comics. And it, people would say, when I tell people to fuck off, I really do mean it. Right. Like, it's not just, hey, fuck you. I'm not saying it lightly. Yeah. And <laughs> I I try to attack as many people as I possibly can. And Somebody, I, Did anybody ever call you on, on lip syncing it? Or? Oh, it's people started looking around. Like, they knew something was off with the sound. Okay. But at that point, again, when you really are making an effort to I knew in the second show that I was going to do this, I mm-hmm. would stick to the lines of my joke, and I knew the rhythm of the whole thing as a sure. stand-up. Yeah, you know your bits, and wouldn't go off the rails too much mm-hmm. in terms of crowd work, but a little bit here and there, right, right, and just try to do it. And again, 
like everyone's looking around and I would tell them I'd let them in on it yeah but I always started in San Francisco at the punchline they'd let us do shit like that all the time really so I remember with uh, Steve Mazon another couple of female comics mm -hmm. I let them sit me I had Steve Mazon a couple of shows oh ago. really yeah. yeah so what we did is I think um, Roddy Castro was on stage he was hosting he was in on it mm -hmm. and I said we're gonna wait three comics in and then I want you to sit us as a couple I mean I was a party of four mm -hmm. on that table near the comic right. so they'd sit us all and then uh, I have waitress come over take her coats put them off mm -hmm. make a whole big production out of it <laughs> and then uh, get drinks wait two comics put our jackets on leave <laughs> so Roddy when we get up to go he goes I'm sorry I just noticed you guys just sat down are you not do not and I go eh, it's just not for us <laughs> I just thought the level of comedy would be a little better than right. what I'm seeing. The crowd all boos me. <laughs> they boo. <laughs> it's been a good show. Right, right. Yeah. And they go, well, he goes, well, you think you should could do better? Oh. And I go, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never done it before, but I think I could do better at this. <laughs> and uh, I walked up. It was so funny. Pretended like I didn't know. Right, right. With the microphone. And started in on uh, an act that I had so well honed at that point. It was the 25 minutes that got me to the headline. Right, right. <laughs> like, just powerful. Sure. And at the time, just well-oiled machine. Right. They were booing it because I was a fucking guy sure. that they all hated. Right, and right. I, and I, I finally, I broke down. I shouldn't have. I should have just run off and made dinner. And then they let us stage fights. Me and Jim Short. Do you know the comedian Jim? Yeah, Short? we love Jim. Yeah, he's Jim's great. awesome. They let us stage fights during the show. Really? We both started heckling each other, and I go, he goes, "Fuck you, Madrigal! I'm gonna kick your fucking ass." Like, yeah, I'll go, Are you gonna kick my ass, Jim? Fucking come. So look right now, and the audience is just losing their minds because right. they're going to watch two comedians fight, and we went at each other, and um, I chased them. <laughs> I the honest, but they would let us do anything we want. Do we get a back mic? Um, and and so that attitude, and knowing that this club was willing willing to let us do whatever we want, just sort of translated to me doing that all over the country. I would right. break. And a character, and you know, I'm always myself, but I would just pop right out of it, and I've mm -hmm. dug myself in so many holes as a result of it because <laughs> I stopped caring. Right, and that's a very important point when you, you. I tell a lot of younger comics this: the, the reason that I was able to do well and uh, in shows because mm -hmm. I stopped letting the audience judge me. And I walk out immediately, and I hate comics who like run to the mic. Mm -hmm. Hey, everybody! <laughs> so, like, I'm here to please you, and I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand it. And I take my time, mm -hmm. and I walk, and I look at them, and I determine whether or not they're going to be good. Right. Because I know I'm fine. Yeah. But uh, I've had some. Do you ever do Comedy Store La Jolla? Oh yeah, I'm actually I'll be down there next month. I had a woman walk up. I they, that was my best, one of my best shows. Mm -hmm. I was so proud of myself because it's like this is like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and the comedy store in La Jolla prepares you to deal with mayhem. Right. <laughs> I had two bachelorette parties that ended up fighting each other. Really? Yes. Oh, I would pay to see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I had another fight broke out. Then a drunk woman came up on all the same show or all same weekend. No, same show. Same show. So we got yes, two bachelorette awesome. parties fighting. Yes, arguments breaking out. Arguments, loud ass drunk people, wasted people everywhere. San Diego's a shit show. Right. I'm not a huge fan of the <laughs> city. Yeah, don't care for it. Like you know, people, it's all guys with tribal tattoos, right? And, like, and navy guys when yeah. they're in town. So they, um, this woman comes up on stage. With me, right? Bouncers, and the Unin bouncers uninvited. Are two, bouncers are two comedians. Oh, really? oh, that's right. They do all comedians they at the, do at the like door. They do like tiny yeah. little wee fish, you know, like just. I mean, seriously, 
five foot seven tops, maybe right. 130 pounds. You might as well have the high school marching band exactly, backing you up. Those are the bouncers. <laughs> so all of this went on, and then I was really proud of myself because I did the thing where I recapped. I said, you know, folks, well, this has been a hell of a show. Mm-hmm. The bachelorettes are fighting. So-and-so came up on stage, this one, you know, right, trying right. to take my drink. <laughs> and then fucking this is going on. We had this guy yelling out and this is it. And then now the drunk bachelorette is being let out just to count things off. She turns around and she goes, I just want to say this. I'm not drunk. I have cerebral palsy. Oh. I was like, of course you do. Because <laughs> there would be no other way to cap this show. <laughs> if you were drunk, it would be too easy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you were drunk, it would be too fucking easy. Uh, like that. The comedy gods, it's like, this is almost like a trials of a comedian. Yeah, yeah. First, we're going to have comedians we'll be up against. Yeah. <laughs> Two bachelorette parties fighting. We're going to raise them. There. Not just have them there with dick hats, but the comedians are all going to have them fight throughout. And now we're going to raise them. It's like fucking... Uh, Seriously, and challenge or yeah, it's it's. Where's uh, Wanda Sykes, man? This is what Last Comic Standing <laughs> should be. be yeah. <laughs> the heckler challenge. I did a thing for Jesse Thorne where we actually it was me and Maria Bamford, mm-hmm. and it was all people signed up for Maria's comedy class. But what we did is we put them up against everything they'd face. Oh, really? In a comedy club. So I go, we'd all huddle. Mm-hmm. Together, the me, the other stand-up comedians, and put a comic up that was a new comic. Me and Marina, and we'd go, super loud waitress, go. Right, right. And we do the loud, and somebody, you'd be the loud waitress, you're going to order gin and tonics mm-hmm. and order super loud and yeah. see if they can get through it. Okay, you got your bachelorette party. You're going to fall asleep. Everyone fall asleep. That's hilarious. <laughs> you do your act. I mean, I've done that Captain Brian's Off the Hook comedy club. Santa Cruz? No. No, that's the Crow's Nest. That's the of. Crow's Nest. Okay. But San- Captain Brian's, it's like, I had people eating. Where is this place full- at? Marco Island, Florida. Oh, okay. No, it's way off. Full fish, full fish dinners <laughs> right in front of you. Just cod. Yeah, and everything. And just <laughs> not looking up. And then people started heckling because uh-huh. they were wasted, just so trashed. It was mm-hmm. July right. and on an island. Yeah, sure. And they um, started heckling. You know what I did? Nothing. Just let them heckle. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, I said, go for it. Everybody wants to yell out, go ahead and yell out because you know why? I'm the asshole working the fish restaurant. <laughs> and you go ahead. You yell all you want. Ruin it. Let's all ruin it. Right. It's all jumped together. I mean, I've been not invited back so many places. Really? Yeah, because I do shit like that. The um, there's a place in Laughs in Kirkland. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he they decided that they were going to have UFO style trays of Jello shots come out, and I'm a storyteller. I tell, I lock in this wait UFO like with lights and everything on lights, it? just neon LED lights, just like. And it's, they brought out just <laughs> fucking trays. Yeah, they might have had some <laughs> doing that. And trays, so I'm locked into a 15-minute story that allows me, I don't hit the beats of it right. Mm-hmm. It's got to all flow together, and I like to think it's like this lyrical, rhythmic, you know, like I yeah. really do pride myself on trying to do something different with the stories. And um, everybody starts looking at these trays. <laughs> So I said, fuck it. I go, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. We're going to interrupt this well-crafted story to talk about Jello shots. <laughs> that's right. It's Jello shot time here at Laughs at Comedy Club, and we're going we're gonna to serve them up time. So everybody get one. And they, um, I did this whole fuck. I wouldn't stop. I was like, everybody's doing a Jello shot right now in the audience like that. Like it was almost part of what I was doing. Right, right. And they went, oh, my God. No, after that show, no, we sold out of Jello shots. <laughs> no <laughs> other comic. What you did was amazing. And obviously, you got asked back for that. Sell more Jello shots, Al. No. Next night, next oh. show, they made triple. The kitchen was oh. full. Didn't even mention it. <laughs> Don't even. Didn't address it. 
even went, ugh, we need jello shots. It was gross. What are we, <laughs> fucking 14? <laughs> amazing. <laughs> they just stranded with just so many fucking jello shots. I'm sure they, they just not. Because again, you're in a lot of times you're in a strip mall like that. Right. And then they had, they were, people were just hacked. There's, the guy seating the comedy club is the most important person there because you, people ask to sit in the front. You should never sit them in the fucking front. That should be a rule. Yeah. Can I sit up front? No. No, you cannot. Which is why? Because you asked. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Yeah. So I had these three. I was just in Vancouver at the Comedy Mix Comedy Club, which is a great comedy club. I've never been there. Uh, three guys doing cocaine right in the front. The stage is a foot off the ground. Maybe it's medical cocaine. It's Canada. It's Canada. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So these guys are all walking to the bathroom together. Mm-hmm. And after the guy was also skinhead. Mm-hmm. And his friends. And um, I said, everybody knows you're doing cocaine. And the whole audience laughs. Right. You know three men get up and go to the bathroom <laughs> right. together. Why? You're obvious. And they admitted it. I said, we are. Sure. Yeah. You're doing drugs. And it's, so it's got, and I just started in on the guy. And then he goes, hey, you Mexican, get me uh, get me a lime for my beer. Ooh. Oh, you're fucking, you're dead man. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I was almost happy when stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, again, I've been chased. I've Mm -hmm. jumped fences. I mean, one of the biggest jokes in my act is this whole he doesn't speak Spanish thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably going to do one on Ari Shafir's storyteller's show. But I'll tell you guys, it's, um, I do this gig, one gig in. East San Jose, California. Mm-hmm. When you show up in L.A., you're like, oh, he's a Mexican comedian. So I started getting all the Mexican comedian shows. Show up at this gig. The entire act, the guy before me is doing Spanish. He's all Spanish. People right. have got Every time he hits a punchline, people got corns on a stick, and they're fucking putting them in the air. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and so he destroys. And I go up there, and I got to do my act. Mm-hmm. But I think, okay, what would Carlos Mencia do in this situation? That's one of the rare times you want to ask yourself that question. <laughs> right. <laughs> I say, I go up and I do cheerily. I go, what's up? San Jose makes some noise. And I said, where are the black people at? Black people make some noise. Black people. Nothing. Not one black guy there. Not one white guy there. And I said, so it's all Latinos. <sighs> 2,000 Mexicans in a GI hall. Right. And so, and I proceed to do my act just by humping stuff mm-hmm. and saying fuckers and bro constantly. We've <laughs> seen a lot of haha cafe yeah. comedy, you know, that humping and uh, fuckers and bro, sure, macho, sure. Mm-hmm. even though the jokes didn't go along with it at all. Mm-hmm. I proceed to do my act just by doing that. So then um, I go to the next gig, it's in Stockton. And the guy who did so well with his act in Spanish the night before is now shaking backstage with a tear in his eye. And they say as a comic, you should not do shows outside. You should avoid them. Yeah, sure. Never a good deal. Right, right. Outside in front of kids Mm -hmm. and um, during the day. Mm -hmm. This is all three. Okay. It's in Stockton. (laughs) Right. Which is number four. (laughs) (laughs) Oldies band comic, oldies band comic, oldies band comic. Okay. And I'm like the headliner. So I go, Ruben, what's wrong? How was your set? And he goes, oh, they threatened my life. What happened was he was, said he was from Los Angeles. These are Northern California Latinos. Right. Bad idea. Yeah. He, he was an up on his National Geographic gang documentary. Is there a big there's Southern a, California, Northern California Latinos? Really? Like whole, there's a divide. Okay, I didn't know that. So he goes, I'm from Los Angeles. Dead man. Right, right. And these guys are ready to fucking kill him. He points him out. It's real. Like, I saw the guys. Really? Yeah, those guys right there. They said they're going to get me. They're trying to get backstage. Oh, Jesus. You're up. (laughs) (laughs) I decided to load a long car ride out. I'm not going to be this Latino Def Jam character that I'm not. I spent my my first half of my life, my parents sent me to French school in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. Ecole Notre Dame de Victoire, Mm -hmm. and now I'm going to be this character that I, I don't know I'm gonna be myself horrible idea never be yourself try to be something better <laughs> and so I go up on stage and I start to do this joke about how I don't 
speak very good Spanish. Mm-hmm. And this guy locks eyes with me and just it's like a Mexican brave heart thing goes, he doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> no shit. Right, right. And then I starts he starts flipping me off violently. Mm-hmm. Not like hey, fuck you, but really holding it. And then I keep going and going and going, trying to I knew what happened to Ruben. I'm not a crazy person. Right. And then I finally broke down. So he's people are booing against like he's leading people in booze against me. Twenty people are booing, eighty people are booing, and finally I broke down. And so I go, look, this isn't exactly a dream gig for me either. I'm stuck in Stockton of all godforsaken places. And the best part about it is I get to leave. You people are stuck here for the rest of your miserable fucking lives. <laughs> and I'm taking the money. I'm being paid handsomely. I'm going to go blow it at Tracy Outlet Mall. So fuck off. Like, and I flipped everybody <laughs> off. And then I ended up, I ran off stage. Mm-hmm. I had already been paid. Nice. Guys came around. The same guys like, were like, what the fuck? You just told us all to fuck off? The guys came around. I put my grabbed my jacket, put it over my head. I no shit. Like you know, you gonna know how. Have you ever tried to like climb a cyclone fence like as fast as you can? Uh, not since I was an adult. No. Okay. <laughs> as an adult, just fucking like Spider Man. That shit. Like, right. Right. Uh, when you know people are coming for you, you can do a lot of things. <laughs> and I flew over this fucking wall. Uh-huh. Black security guard, security guard that's there goes, damn. <laughs> and he goes, go, go, like that. Like, I wasn't going to try to stop dudes. And I ran to my car, didn't look back, right. jumped in my car, drove away. Jeez. And fucking got the fuck out. And I did go to the Tracy Outlet malls. <laughs> and I remember buying the highest thread count sheets I could find because I didn't want fuck you. Right. Like, that right. was my big. That's fuck awesome. Off. Well, and it goes along with that Hicks story. Do you ever hear any of like Texas Outlaws stuff? Uh, yeah, I've had uh, Alan Steven on, and been trying to get Carla Bell on. Did they tell? What did they? Did they tell you about the um, like the biker gang smashed the window? No, the well, no. They told I've you always heard this story. Okay. that remind you know, my story too, but his is more badass. Sure. I don't know why he would just have walked away, but. He they had this horrible, horrible show. Is like, this Hicks and yeah. Outlaws themselves group. or just no the group of the okay. guys biker bar mm-hmm. one guy just getting yelled at every single just a, and then finally I think one of the guys looks at Bill on stage and says, "Huh, we got the money." got the money I said the money in a paper bag because <laughs> right, right. that's what it was seriously like Cheech would tell me stories about him and Chong doing these crazy dates mm-hmm. they'd pay him he had $300,000 in a grocery bag jeez really yeah and they'd Cash. be on the plane they'd put the uh, the uh, uh, table trays down and they'd count, they'd separate $300,000 cash. Jeez. <laughs> and, I, and I found myself trying to track down a booker for $100 yeah, yeah, in a yeah. check. Yeah. And $300 they were doing in stadium cash. shows. They were doing huge, they owned everything. Right. They, they were doing massive shows. Oh, sure, of course. So um, they'd say, we got the money, we got the money. And he goes, and I, get, I think this is what I heard, is Hicks looks at everybody and goes, fuck all you motherfuckers, fuck you. Fuck you! And tells them all to fuck off and jumps off stage, runs, and they grab the money because he's supposed to do another 25. Right, right. <clears throat> they run to the car. Keys are in the car. Every every biker runs out after him. They, he grabs his jacket, punches the window, <laughs> breaks the window. They all jump in, drive away. Like, like I love it. That's that's why we all got into comedy right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfuckers. Now, do you have I got a good friend named John Vargas who's uh Mexican-American also and he doesn't do He's really, you know, he he does he does really smart comedy. He doesn't do the the typical and he gets a lot of shit for it when he plays Latino rooms because he's not going up there doing the classic, you know, Whatever you call it. No, but I would always do my own act. Right. I, would, I, I like to think that I could do my same jokes, mm-hmm. same style, at a black room, mm-hmm. UCB, Nerd Melt, whatever, and then the haha if sure. I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's how everybody's act should be. Brian Regan could do that. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree 100%. Bill Burr could do that. That's how we should all. But a lot of the Latino comedians are just starting to figure this out. I'm like, it's good that this guy did. Mm-hmm. But you should be able to do both with the same act. Yeah. So maybe his act is a little too smart. 
<laughs> uh, I've never heard of him. Is he funny? Oh, John Vargas, he's very funny. Yeah, yeah, he's very funny. He's up and coming. He's a young guy. Uh, no, I used to headline uh, the Latino Night at the Ice House all the time. And it was Rudy. Great. Rudy, yeah, yeah. R- uh, Rudy Moreno it was great. And I never varied my act no. for anything. Shouldn't have to. Yeah, it's normal people. Yeah, everybody wants to hear the same. Everybody's got the same like. Uh, we didn't have Halloween costumes. My <laughs> mom used to wrap us in cellophane and call me leftovers. You know, and that was like that that ninety comedians right. had that same joke. You know what's funny though, what I've noticed is funny is I think I did well I always said I did well in Latin roots because my dad was a preacher and so I was raised very religious. And so going into that very Catholic it really translates I think religion translates you know, whatever religion it is, still got the same bullshit that goes with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just say, you know, whether your act is funny or it's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> these are normal people that you should not have to change it for. Mm-mm. Yeah, that is very smart and sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's another thing. Was, you know, second-generation Latinos are, you know, and— First generation English Spanish speakers are sort of just figuring stand up out too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I think they start with some elementary stuff, and I'm sure they're going to get around to Vargas sooner or later. <laughs> but that's what we all start. We all started with elementary stuff, yeah. right? Sure. You know, I mean, you just work if you're smart and you work, you you move your you move on. Yeah, we're talking even as an audience member that your your palate becomes more sophisticated mm-hmm. as you become a wine enthusiast. Oh you know, yes, as of you course. become a comedy enthusiast mm-hmm. is no different. They yeah. can move on to more advanced stuff. That makes sense. My crowd, my target demographic, who I just met for the first time, is now just turning 18 and 19 years old. So, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like a weird Benjamin Button yeah, comedian. Yeah, no, it's really just happening. I did a gig with Pablo Francisco. We were at Cal State Northridge, mm-hmm. and every single kid there I looked out was a Mexican kid in glasses with a Marvel T-shirt on. Oh, really? I was like, hey, guys, Thanks. Finally, you're here. Let's do this. Like, and every single one of my bits, they were just all in. They, oh, awesome. It was great. Oh, that's so awesome. That's It's finally just starting to happen. Yeah, if you're a half Mexican with glasses, you love me. <laughs> <laughs> we always uh, ask a question. By the way, I refer to this uh, show as we, and it's really just me. Mm-hmm. And it's been me for a long yeah. time. But we... At the, at, at the Road Stories Podcast, part of All Things Comedy we, Network. We're with All Things Comedy. We're, we've so we are a we now. Yeah. By the way, I wanted to tell you this, and I, I tweeted this. Um, when my album came out two weeks ago, almost everybody in the All Things Comedy Network tweeted about it. And I thought that was so fucking cool. And, yeah. I've, been, and I've been doing that for other people, too. And I kind of thought, oh, maybe it's just me who does this, or maybe it's a couple other people. But I'm telling you, almost everybody in the network That's tweeted awesome. about it. And it was great. And even guys who I didn't know, like Court McCowan, I don't know, Court. Awesome. But he tweeted he's about it. He's a cool it, dude. And uh, I'm sure he's awesome. Um, yeah. So I just want to say thanks for putting this all together. This is such a great network oh, sure, to be part sure, of. Sure. No. And a little prestigious. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm glad it's working out. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, before we get out of here, I got to go pick up my kid. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, we're good. Uh, we always have a question on here. Uh, anything ever thrown at you on stage? Ooh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be. Well, I'm, I'm positive it happened. woman coming up. On stage, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think. Thrown, we've had beer mats, uh, person thrown somebody through somebody at on stage. Uh, what else? A guy threw a knife. Oh, wow! No, I've had a couple people try to come up, uh huh. And I've gone after the audience quite a bit where I've really felt threatened, like I've gone oh, really? after some dudes that no one should be going after, right. And because I like to, I do the toughest guy. You know, you have to pay a lot of tough rooms when you don't. Yeah. People don't know who you are, and your audience isn't coming out to see you. You see this line. It's like people come to see comedy. Yeah, it's like they decide that they don't like you. They're gonna fucking and they're yeah. punks. They're gonna do some shit. I I tell you one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me, and because um, I've had the Miami Improv in Coconut Grove, sure, was which is now scare- gone. Gone. I had a woman's hair catch on fire. What? Yes. And another woman vomit, same show. <laughs> you can never just have one thing happen no, no, at a no, show. No. It's got to be same like, the, show. it's almost like the owl magical comedy rule of and threes. I spent, <laughs> I spent 35 minutes talking about it because no one helped the woman that vomited, not oh, her really? friends or the staff. Oh, really? 
And then when the hair caught fire after that, I was like, oh, yeah, this has got to have hair catch fire. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got to pile it on. But the scariest thing that happened there was I've had this happen a couple times. People bring a lot, a large group to the show. Mm-hmm. Then they get up and they socialize like a host would at a wedding. You know when the groom and the bride, they make their way around to the right. each table? Yeah. I've had a couple people do that. Yeah, yeah. And gone, so this guy was named Tito. Tito. He was the local Coke dealer. Oh. He had white contact lenses, Ew. a grill, and cornrows. <laughs> I was going to say, how did you know he's local Coke dealer? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Very scary. And they told me. Yeah. They said, he is going to talk. He is going to, this is like having Scarface come to your show. Right, modern day. right. Yeah, yeah. And they said, he's going to do some stuff, and you're going to let it go. Really? Yeah. Because you don't want to fucking die. Right, right. So I, I watch this fucker get up, walk around. How you doing? Are you doing everything okay? Mm-hmm. Socialize. He brought 25, 30 people to my show. Mm-hmm. Paid for every ticket. He is now working the room. <laughs> and I let him do it for a half hour. Right. And then finally, just like the people in Stockton, I will break. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't care. I'm going down swinging. <laughs> and so I go, hey. What's your name, Tito? I go, dude, I've let you do it for a half hour. It's amazing I made it this long. You got to sit the fuck down. I can't take your shit anymore. What do you, you, you like, again, you bride at a wedding? Right. Sit the fuck down and pay attention. Like that. <laughs> Fucking make him insane. <laughs> so I look, and what was thrown was a death stare. Oh, okay. I was going to die. Right, right. And so he looked at me, and you and sure enough, I go out to the tiny bar tabletop mm-hmm. with my handful of CDs <laughs> and no help. Not one bouncer in sight. Right. They're going to push to the next show. They're all going to clear out the room. Yeah, yeah. And I walk over by myself, and here comes Tito and a friend. And he looks at me and goes, You told me to sit down? And I said, Yeah, I did tell you to sit down. You insulted me in front of all my friends. How you think you insult me? I come to your show, I pay all this money, it takes out a wad of money I've never seen anything like since. Mm-hmm. Fucking hundreds, just in a roll. Right. I pay all this money, look at this money I have. Grill, white contact lenses, cornrows, one of the scariest sure, yeah. fucking things to all put on your face. Any man with cornrows. Right, right. But to throw white contacts <laughs> in as well? Yeah, yeah. Look like a fucking monster. Sure. And he's clearly the other guy is like, there's guns. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I knew was to go right at him. Mm-hmm. And so I said, uh, Tito, I insulted you. Well, you know what? You insult me. Here I am at work. This is what I do. Like that. Now I have you walking around. Then I'm doing this whole thing. And he peels off. He goes, okay. Peels off $200, mm-hmm. $300. Throws it at me. And then takes three or four CDs mm-hmm. and walks away. And I went, <laughs> I just, and I was like, oh, $300. It's oh, yeah, it definitely sells cocaine. Jesus. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's amazing. But I've never had anything thrown. Well, I, but again, that tops it. That tops it. But I've always had crazy shit happen. Sure. Like I've had just, I've skirted death. Right, right. <laughs> and um, yeah, it keeps happening because I can't settle the fuck down. If someone's going to be disruptive, yeah, this is how you hear about me dying. You can look back <laughs> to this, kids. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to really work on this. This is a message to my children. When, oh, okay, I've, we'll play uh, this. Yeah, I've died. We'll have our first All Things Comedy funeral. Yeah. We'll, we'll play this out there. Al, I want to thank you so much for coming uh, by today and doing this. Uh, sure. Sorry I took so long to... I, mean, I know I've even... No, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. Oh, me too, man. My, yeah. my schedule's been really hectic. Uh, so where can we catch you? I've got um, dates that I don't really update on my... You can go to my website. You can try it. Okay. Almagical.com, I yeah. would imagine. And then uh, Twitter and stuff like that. But I've got San Francisco... Sag Harbor, if anybody's up there, I've gone. Where's Sag Harbor? It's like uh, New York Hamptons. Oh, really? Yeah, I've done that theater before. It's a really nice space. Yeah. Okay. A lot of rich people in white pants. Uh huh. And then I've uh, 
We've got a bunch of shit booked. Favorite comedy club in the country, uh, Comedy on State in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. That's in October. Okay, great. I'm really excited about that. Isn't Locked it great up. to go to your favorite club? Yeah. And be excited about doing it? And, and I have jokes that I've been working on since about the the, the club and mm-hmm. my experience there. So okay, I'm, great. I'm excited to go back. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. And then uh, probably a special coming out or being taped in the fall. Okay, excellent. Looking but thanks to, to all the uh, ATC support listeners and yeah right, definitely this is big oh thanks man I, i'm I, like i said i'm really happy to be part of it i've been part of it for a long time and glad to have you on uh again uh, pick up my album rusty cow you can get it at murrayvaleriano.com or itunes or amazon wherever you want and my next i'll be at vegas i'll be in vegas at the improv in june um wow. so any vegas people just want to take me out and give me the fuck out of a casino I, I'm, I'm buying they give you meal tickets so you're going to be able to eat with the employees oh no you get the uh the cafeteria card. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. I, you know what I do? I drive, and my poor listeners heard me bitch about this every episode. I drive, and I just get the fuck out. I go to Whole Foods. I don't even eat the cafeteria oh, food just to one. get out of a casino. Yeah. Usually after a week. Best conversations ever. You're gonna over here in that casino cafeteria. Oh really? Yeah. I did sit down next. I did have a conversation with the the million dollar quartet that play, which is about Johnny Cash and yeah, uh, Elvis and Carl Perkins. So I got to talk to them. That was pretty cool. Other than that, I'll see you at Whole Foods in Vegas and at the Improv for one show a night, I think, and two on Friday and Saturday. You guys, uh, thanks again for listening, Al. Uh, Go check out Al and see what he's doing, man. He's got a lot of good stuff coming up. All right, thanks, man. See ya. 60s. Stuck it. Boom. I'm a professional. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns and Bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs Blacklists, bounce checks, great, a bachelorette Drunks in the front, making out for your set Middle acts doing blow, more missing merch Drive the rental car past another mega church Juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon